Hello, and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scott, and with me are co-hosts Robbie and Rob. Will's out this week. To preview our topics for today, we're going to be talking the new 30th anniversary content, which includes the new six-man activity, Dares of Eternity, the new dungeon, Grasp of Avarice, and we're also going to talk the new uh, Witch Queen trailer that dropped at the Game Awards this past week. Now, before we get started, uh, we need to address the elephant in the room. On Friday the 10th, IGN published an article discussing accusations of a toxic workplace culture at Bungie. This is a topic that, until further notice, we will not be discussing at significant length on this show. The show is fundamentally about talking about the game destiny itself, which means that topics concerning heavy real-world issues are shied away from, not out of ignorance or apathy, but out of the desire to create a show that has escapism front and center. We are not investigative journalists, nor are we Bungie employees, so we're not particularly well-equipped to have any in-depth discussions about the matter on our show. However, I encourage everyone to voice their opinions on the matter because you are entitled to your own opinion. And if you would like to discuss this issue with us, we are all available on our Twitter at our respective Twitter handles. Also, in other news, the Bungie Foundation has temporarily ceased their charity event in light of the news. And I'd like to remind everyone that we're still going to be participating in this event uh, as soon as it opens up. Again, at a currently unannounced date. You guys can still donate to us until December 15th. I encourage you all to take to research the issue for yourselves and stay up to date as more information comes to light to make informed decisions as consumers. In the description, I'll give you a link to IGN's original report if you want to check that out. Without further ado, let's dive in. So, Rob and Robbie, we have both been playing um, 30th anniversary content. Um, Rob, what's one specific thing that you've been doing this week at Destiny that kind of stood out to you? Uh... If you had to pick one thing from the 30th anniversary thing. Probably the Dares of Eternity. I think, I mean, we'll we'll talk about Grasp of, of Avarice in a moment, but I think Dares of Eternity is, as someone put it, like it's kind of set the, the standard for, I think, what six-man activities should be. Uh, and it's it's been a hoot. And it's one of those, like, obviously there's a lot of grinding that needs to be done in it in order to get, like, the Forerunner Catalyst and all that fun stuff. But it's it's this is the first activity in a while that hasn't like even after a week kind of like worn out its welcome. So I've been having a lot of fun. It feels very rewarding to play. Uh, legend modes, pretty awesome. And just the right amount of challenge. Like we three manned it last night and that was like awesome. Yep. And uh, yeah, just been really, really digging, um, digging everything with dares of eternity. Yeah. Same. Robbie, what about you? What's one thing that kind of stood out to you this week that you did? Oh, I've been amassing an incredible amount of BRs, just trying <laughs> to find the, the one I like the, the best. I, mm. I think this just changed my whole perspective on, on pulse rifles, and I'm happy I am now able to delete all of them except this one. And, um, <laughs> and the outbreak, I'll keep the outbreak. There you go. Um, and what else? Oh, well, I guess I was a bit disappointed by the fact that we couldn't really farm the dungeon. I think that's going to change come Tuesday. Yes. Which would it... be an amazing thing. And uh, I don't know, but I feel like I told you guys, it's I, they don't they don't trick me, man. Like, it's not moat. It's just like engrams. But, but it, this is just more gambit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have some. some we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the dungeon. We'll talk about the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so, Scott, what about you? For me, um, yeah. I think, like you were saying, the Legend Dares of Eternity, I think, was the most fun I've had this week in the 30th anniversary content. Um, I think that was a lot of fun. And 
genuinely engaging and interesting. And I think Thursday of Eternity is the best six man activity we've gotten so far. I'm very pleased. Whoa, whoa, whoa. better, better than Season of Opulence. You know, I think I th- I'd have to replay Menagerie, but okay. I, I I don't know. I like this one. I guess maybe I'm just like really liking this one just because we just came off of Astral Alignment, and this one is way better than Astral. Okay. But I, I genuinely like Tears of Eternity. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, the Halo weapons are super cool. Yeah, wait, yeah, can, we, can, we, can we take a minute just to stop? And, and so that, so <laughs> for, for those of us that read the leaks, that was one of the things is that they were going to bring back the Magnum and they were going to bring back the BR. And everyone was like, yeah, okay, when, when pigs fly. <laughs> and when that, when that trailer dropped, I did pee myself a little bit where I was like, the Magnum is in, is in destiny. That's pretty awesome. So the animation when you pull it out and it just, yes, yes. It, down, it feels so much like Halo C. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That was, that was pretty crazy. I, I was also in that camp where I was like, there's, they're not going to add Halo to destiny. And here right. they are. And then, right. you know what, Rob, I have a question for you really quick because I know you've mentioned you don't like crossover stuff. Do you like how they kind of, made it they kind of destinyfied the halo weapons uh, yeah i i think especially the battle rifle like there's there's probably someone who's played a hell of a lot more halo than me that can say well actually the uh br that we got resembles the halo 4 guardians model a lot more accurately <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't quite like it, it looks like it exists in the destiny universe like just the the frame and the the like reload action in the scope and everything like the sound it makes like it has it has the the halo ish feel to it. Although I know Robbie, you you made a comment that it kind of feels not quite like infinite or reach, but it feels more like two or something like that. Like I'll I'll let you kind of elaborate on that. And I agree with you. Like it's not quite there, um, but it feels it feels like it should exist in the Destiny world. I would say relatively organically. Yeah, it's, so. it, it's incredible how different it feels to other guns in Destiny, though. Because like the the frame is a different frame, right? Like the rate of fire is similar. We already had that rate of fire on another right. pulse rifles before, but this one has like this. I don't think it's hip fire. It's way better than just normal hip fire. Yeah. But it feels so great to not scope it, you know. Right. And then it's so good that when you actually scope it, then is when you realize it's got recoil. If you right. don't, it, it just feels amazing. And, and that's something that hasn't been done before. I think that the Forerunner too. before I just say that, like how you get it, that was like a great moment. I love that. Uh, I think I think the actual quest, no spoilers for Scotty. I think the the neat little like you have to find the this line up the seven columns. Uh, I I did that blind. It's not like it was that difficult of a of a puzzle. But when I figured it out and I was like, God, that is so clever. Uh, I really enjoyed the the quest uh, for it as well. I mean, it's it's a short quest, but it's really satisfying to like do that. That's cool. So. There's so many like little Halo Easter eggs. Like last night, right? I just discovered that they added a like grunt birthday party mod to the game. Yeah, Ooh, I thought yeah. that was so cool. I'm not equipped it yet, but I want to. Yeah, and the only reason I haven't equipped it yet is because it's um, consumable, and I don't want to like. Oh, you can get more. You can get more. You get five out. There's a chest that sells them there. 
Is yeah, it, is it only that? I mean, one? It's a bit, the only bad thing about it is that you give up the other usual mod that you have. Right. So you cannot run like, you know, boss spec or, or major spec or something. Sure. But uh, honestly, yeah, it's, it's way too much fun. So if you have like a gun that you're going to use for, you know, low level content, why not? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you're running strikes. It would have been kind of cool if it was like a class item mod or, or like a helmet mod or something like that. So, but. I, I get it. Yeah. It's 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 a fun kind of we'll call it Easter egg sort of thing. Yeah, but, uh, there was the thing on uh, on the raid that you could activate with one of the wishes on last wish to to get the same effect. Oh yeah. Oh, there's I always, a wish. For I always yeah, yeah, and I always wish they would bring it out of of last wish, and I guess now they did. So yeah, yeah. they made That's it a weapon cool. mod. Pretty great. Uh, it's pretty cool. There's All also right. half a sword, by the way. I know everybody's just talking about the BR and the Forerunner, <laughs> the, the Magnum, but, but yep. you know, we got half a sword. Two well, half but swords. But the other, but the other yeah, there's, a, there's, yeah, there's an energy or a, an arc and a void. Yeah. And what so, is it? The arc is the only one that's available, but like the void one is like there, but no one knows how to get it yet. And that, I heard but it was there's a very like a, rare, rare, rare. No, you can get it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you can? can get it. Yeah. Okay. There is like a but people are like pro like theorizing that eventually you're going to turn it into like an exotic version of the energy sword like you're going to stack them or something like that's like the the raid secrets is ev like everyone's kind of like okay how do we find the exotic sword it's like eh, it's not the api <laughs> but maybe maybe it comes out a couple like right before witch queen or something who knows but it'd be kind of cool does uh putting shaders do putting shaders on the sword does that change the color of the blade by any chance no i don't Dang know it. Because oh, I wanted to. They're both blue, which is kind of weird. Because like, yeah, one is arc and one is void. Right. You cannot really tell. That sucks. I wish we could. So in Halo Five, there's like the gold version of the Arbiter's Energy Sword, and it's called Prophet's Ban. I think it would have been really sick if you could change it to make that like orange colored blade. Yeah. That's disappointing. Or it's like so in cool. every Star Wars in every Star Wars game with a lightsaber, you can like change the crystals in there to the yeah. different colors. Yeah. yeah. Shout, shout outs to shout outs to Kotor two being able to make like a Viridian colored lightsaber blade. So, Viridian, sorry. what is Viridian? You, you Viridian's like a it's like a silvery green. Uh, oh, sounds yeah, cool. You could also yeah they're like so in Kotor one. This is a little side tangent. Sorry, uh, <laughs> there's like basic colors. There's like red, yellow, blue, and green. But then in Kotor two they added a bunch more. Like there's like a silver one that you can find. There's like orange. There's a um, cyan. Uh, so you could you could do some pretty awesome looking colors. So that's pretty sick. But yeah, so making, making colored energy weapons would be would be tight. That would be very cool, but it would defeat the purpose of the second one, I guess. Also, I agree. I agree. The shotgun. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys have played Marathon. But no, I have not. Shotgun, which no. also is the first text mechanical legendary in yep. the game, which is pretty cool, you know, in and of itself. Reload animation is awesome. Yeah, but but then the, the one thing that they all share, like I think, is the the sights. Because if you look at the the shotgun sight of this one, it's like way smaller than than the one of like a regular you know shotgun in Destiny. Right. And that's just because that's the way it was in Marathon. But it just makes it feel somehow more accurate, just because you have like a smaller circle. You know. Right. You're a bit able to. You know, get those shots better because you have a bit more precision. Even if the gun is, you know, itself not more precise, is is just the sight is better. Right. And uh, I guess now it makes us think, at least me, 
like how big of a difference it made on that on the battle rifle you know like having the bloom act like that like like it does on on halo like it does on marathon right and, and transposed into destiny it makes the gun so much fun to use but they yeah, they feel really good i like that they added the beam rifle the legendary yes. first legendary trace rifle yep very cool concept i like that yeah you were using that last night quite a bit i was i actually was it was just cool but that one is a bit controversial to me i don't know what you think scotty have you been using it a lot i have i I only have one roll of it but i've had a bunch of them and because i've been spending all my treasure keys on getting you know more battle rifles um Mm -hmm. but it's so good that it makes all the all the exotics look bad (laughs) like it really does i think so I think it's way better than any of the exotic. It's better than the, um, what's its name? The one that's basically the same of it. A solar one. Prometheus? Well. But, but that, yeah. one re- that one refills your ammo pretty comfortably. And it, I mean, they, I, so I but agree you with you. But you subsistence on this one, though. Yeah, no, it's fair. But that, but, but it also <laughs> gives you like the giant, like, solar flare that, like, builds up in size. So you can kind of do, like, an AoE. Like, there's still kind of an exotic portion to it. But I agree, like, some of the perks that you can get on here are pretty pretty bonkers, as uh, Zer would probably say. <laughs> this obstacle course is utterly bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, and the BXR. The BXR, just for the ones that didn't play Halo 2. Uh, basically, BXR was a, I don't want to say a glitch, but it was like an unintentional, uh, I know people make fun of these bottom combos because, you know, Halo and Destiny are not fighting games, you know, it's not like you're playing Street Fighter or something. But there were these things, so you would play, you would press B, that was your melee bottom, because back then on Halo 2, there was no remapping. Right. You know, that's why people used to play Claw. In Halo 3 was when they introduced uh, Bumper Jumper and all these other right options to change your to change your uh button settings but back in halo 2 you couldn't do that so b was the melee button and then you would press x to cancel the melee animation and go into a reload animation and then you would you would press the right trigger to cancel the reload animation and go into shooting that would only work if your battle rifle had full ammo so you could only do it once without having to reload it's not like you could do it all the time Right. But if if someone would sneak up on you and you would turn around, melee them, you know, cancel, reload, cancel, and shoot, it would be like a basically a combo that would kill them instantly. Right. With the melee, you would take down the shields, and if you get a headshot or anywhere near there, that was it. They were done. Right. So that was the BXR, and this battle rifle is called the BXR, and comes with a perk that basically allows you to do the same thing. Yeah. I forget the name right now, but Blunt, it basically it's gives you. It's also BXR. It's blunt execution yeah, rounds. Blunt execution rounds, exactly. Right. And it gives you 500% increased damage on PVE. So yep. basically, you melee some, something, and then you got like, well, like 15 seconds or something to get like a couple shots in with 500%. It's crazy. Yeah. Wait, is this intrinsic to the battle rifle? No, it's, it's, no, it's, a, it's a perk. That, it's a perk that only can roll on the battle rifle. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and it reads damaging nearby combatants uh, with melee abilities dramatically increases handling and damage expires after the short duration or the next shot. So basically in PvP, it does like the BXR or battle rifle does like 50 damage per headshot. So you can do 150 damage. So basically the idea is you you execute what Robbie was talking about. 
you you melee them and then shoot them once and they're done for. So it's kind of like a nutty, uh, but it, it can only roll on this, uh, which is kind of cool. I almost wish that they made it like that's always what's in that slot. So it's like kind of unique and a little bit of a nod. But that being said, I'm also glad that there's random rolls and a lot of other. Yeah, things. no, there's some really good rolls on it. Uh, like this right. one. And I know I've, I've been saying this before. They even changed the adrenaline junkie perk to what it is now. Right. And this one also rolls is one of the few that rolls with demolitionist and adrenaline junkie right. together one of those which nice is ones. one of the rolls that's really amazing on it right and uh but but yeah this, this gun like is the same thing you know you melee something you shoot and you get 500 percent extra damage on pve and and it's kind of like the same concept because it only does it for the one shot right which is pretty cool uh for people wondering for pvp if you do want to use like a ranged melee it does work but if you use some kind of like you know smart thinking here and you know drop your your hunter knife somewhere and then somebody runs by it and it activates your melee basically it will proc the perk if you are at least 14 meters or closer right if you're farther than these 14 meters it will not proc the perk so it still kind of remains like, uh, you know, I mean, 14 meters is not melee distance. It's pretty wide. Right. But still, it's not like, you know, the whole map. You can just drop your knife there and just wait for someone to pass. So Right. What do you guys think of Dares of Eternity as an activity? Because, I mean, I think it's quite, quite fun. So, Robbie, I'll start with you. What, what do you think of Dares of Eternity? Normal I'm or legend? I'm a bit concerned. Well, Legend, I, I thought it was going to be harder. Um, I was also surprised how easy it was to get the Triumph with, you know, two to four people. Right. It, it was pretty easy. Like, once you realize that you get infinite heavy ammo, <laughs> regenerating heavy ammo by getting the, the horse's favor or whatever, it, it became pretty easy. We did it first try, so I don't know. if uh, Because the rewards are not worth it, so I don't know if I'll do it again. Yeah. Um, but besides that, the, the the activity itself is fun. But I'm kind of thinking. So so why are guardians not on the wheel? Because this is like a TV show, right? Are, are we the only ones watching it? Is the nine watching? Who's watching this TV show? And if so, why are there Don't no guardians on the thing? Like I just you know like it, it, would that team of taking go into the TV show and they would spin the wheel and they'd be like, do, 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 it's guardians. I think right. so. No, I think I, there's a there's a line that Zer says where he comments yes. that the fallen in like a para, so basically in an, an alternate reality, the fallen are fighting us, and they're the ones participating in the game show. Right. It was. You know what would been been amazing, and this is just like way too much. Probably they would never do it, but would have been amazing if you actually get guardians, and then you get matched another group of six dudes, random six dudes that are also matchmaking at the same time as you, and then you guys randomly enter a pvp arena <laughs> that would be pretty cool yeah there's another line saying that the taken are watching it so because right. when you spin for the taken um they're like oh unwillingly pulled from our studio audience the taken so apparently the taken watch this yep it's interesting not sure if they have the mental capacity to process a tv show but <laughs> I think it's all just supposed to be this like fourth wall breaking fun yeah. activity. And I don't really care how it fits into the story. And I'm normally a big story guy, but you know what? If they want to do something fun like this, I, I think it's awesome. 
was it was it last night when we were playing your buddy was like hey isn't isn't this kind of a weird time like we should be looking for osiris and trying to solve all this stuff but we're playing a game show trying to get yeah. like stupid loot like yeah it kind of takes you out of it a little bit but yeah that was me i've seen like memes on reddit and stuff talking about it, it was pretty funny that's what, <laughs> what it was yeah yeah it'll just be like oh osiris could be dead safathun's gonna you know take over the world and then it's like a photoshop picture of like Zer's face on some game show host and it'll be like spin the wheel yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing in the meantime but no, i just think yeah. it's fun i don't really care how it fits into the canon of the story yeah and yeah, i think it does it all yeah no and a friend of mine was saying the one complaint i've had two friends actually complain about this uh that zur is was turned into a comic relief character and he was supposed to be like this mysterious entity and they're upset that zur is like a comic relief now i thought he was i don't know how you guys feel about that no he was I mean, like that absent father that would come on Friday bearing <laughs> terrible gifts that you don't want. I've never <laughs> interpreted coming. it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> I like your thinking. No, but I mean, I understand like Zer was, you know, supposed to be like this mysterious, unknowable entity. And now he's like, check out this bonkers obstacle course. My boss is a horse and stuff like that well they did say you know like after all that's happened last year you know people have to make do get second jobs and stuff in light of the <laughs> pandemic man times yeah. are tough that's what yeah that's what happened <laughs> gotta make ends meet somehow yeah it's not shameful making money for to raise your family is not shameful nope <laughs> no but i mean i really like the activity i think it's at least i like how there's like five different options for like potential encounters as opposed to astral where there's like a grand total of like three right and, and two and two bosses and two bosses like really like this yeah. feels way better than astral alignment personally and the rewards are better i mean because we get halo weapons and stuff like that they've got a cool reward system in the treasure room um there's are there f are there three bosses there's Crota, Zydron, and a Kalal one I'm unfamiliar with. I think that's it yeah. right now. Yeah, there's not a fallen boss, I don't think. Or at I least if there so. is, I haven't come across it. And same with Scorn. No, Scorn's not even in there. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, um, Scorn's not in there, interestingly enough. Thanks. But uh, it's, it's room for expansion. <laughs> there is, yes. Who Who's the Cabal boss? It is Valis to Arc, and there's even a Zer's <laughs> like we've whether we want it or not, we've stepped into a war with the Cabal. All right, that's awesome. Uh, that's he cool. says that it's 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 kind of fun. the The boss fight is like you damage him a bunch, and then he shields himself, and you have to just defeat twelve of his uh like guys that drop in from drop pods. And then once you do that, there's a ship that comes by, and when you destroy the ship, it drops an orb that you throw at the shield generator, and that causes one of like the airstrikes to come down, and they'll like take the shield down, and then you can defeat him after that. All right, that's mm. pretty cool. So oh. it's 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 a fun fight. It's uh he's definitely got like a meaty amount of health. Uh, plus there's also the the bonus lightning round afterwards. That's kind of a fun challenge. That's oh. always take that's taken themed. Right. So, what is the lightning round? Because I have never gotten a lightning round before. So they, they have confirmed that it is completely random, but you can somewhat influence it if you get like a really good score, or I think if you're playing it on Legendary, you have a higher chance of getting it. Um, 
but it is basically you have to capture a bunch of control points and usually at each control point there's like a big beefy ogre but also at each of the control points there is like a heavy ammo crate that you can pick up so it's it's uh it's just spam like rockets kind of thing um okay. but you basically like you have a pretty tight window i say tight like in air quotes like it's not that difficult although in legend it might be a little more hectic um but the idea is if there's six of you two of you go to each one and you capture them and then uh three more appear but at that at the same time there is a blight or a couple of blights that appear and if you destroy each of those uh then you get Zer's special something or whatever and that there's a there's actually a, a triumph for it for like the title that you have to defeat uh Zer's special buddy and that's what that is is you you get kind of a bonus boss to appear at the very end if you destroy the blights while you're capturing the points so and you get three extra chests yes and you get a hell Ooh. of a lot of extra loot yeah, i should i should yeah. include that as well yeah, yeah you get bonus <laughs> now i'm interested the, the rewards are like ridiculous because you'll probably end up getting a couple treasure keys and a couple strange coins and some other stuff oh sick. so yeah it's 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 fun i think i've done like two of them i've only i've only encountered their special boss like once um because no one was shooting the blights even though it's like how long have we been doing public events where there's a blight <laughs> that you have to shoot like come on everybody like it's not that difficult people um, still but don't know how people, to do heroic public yeah. events though yeah exactly exactly but it's it's fun it's it's just because it's it is utterly bonkers and ridiculous and kind of hectic but it's <laughs> it's that, it's that same thing like why did people like Fallen Saber, why did people like the Devil's Lair Strike when they brought them back? Because you have high enemy density, and if you're just trying to, like, spam rockets or get bounties done or just play around with buddies and kind of shut your brain off, it's a really, really fun activity for doing all of that. Like, the mechanics are light, the bosses are fun, it's kind of, you get some cool throwbacks, because Zerdron, or Zydron's also, I think he was a Prison of Elders boss, and you get Volista Orc, which is, again, a, a D1 boss, so, like, you get some cool, like, throwbacks uh it's just fun like oh and crota's a, a d1 boss as well so all of that stuff is just like fun you know callbacks to to stuff from d1 and it's just a fun activity i think that's why oh, yeah. people are, are liking it like the rewards are good um and it's just an engaging activity yeah and smaller piece but i think visually it's cool every time we go to the yes. nine places it's always cool so yep I mean, it looks very neat and it's all new nine stuff like they didn't reuse like the eternity uh which we'll call it pvp map. map or something yeah. like that um so yeah i think it's I think it's very cool it's been a fun activity and yeah like you were saying uh good rewards as well so that that helps i mean help right helps the replay replayability factor and i think it's at least on par with menagerie yeah and i think someone did the math like so to get the the forerunner catalyst you have to get to rank like 15 with Zer. Mm -hmm. And that equates to essentially like at least 69 batches of of Dares of Eternity to get the catalyst. So, you know, you better buckle up and, and make sure you're enjoying the game mode. And I think this this game mode, you can you can run obviously maybe not 69 consecutive matches of Dares of Eternity. <laughs> it's, it's an activity that it's like you load up, maybe you're playing PvP and it's not going so well. And it's like, well, let's just shoot. Let's just shoot Rockets McDickface a bunch uh, as the final boss. And so you yeah. just do that. Like, it's fun. Mm. One thing yeah. I didn't like was that uh, extra bounties from Sir give you XP, but they don't give you XP for his rank. Yeah, I feel like that's really. Yeah. yeah, that one sucked because it's like, well, if I can make instead of, you know, 70, I can make 35 runs, that would be nice. Right. But nope, you can't. 
Wow. And also the the horses bounties, you can only grab one at a time. Yeah. And once you finish them for the week, it lets you grab the first three again that cost uh, three strange coins, which are also back. Yeah. Um, so strange you can coins. do those again um, and get like a box of, you know, RNG basically. I don't know how I feel about that because it feels again like loot boxes in a way. And uh, it's kind of weird, but okay. I mean, it's a free event and it's free loot boxes, so I can't, I can't really complain. Yeah, yeah, but you end up you, a lot of the times you end up getting more treasure keys that you can then turn around and try to get another yeah. BR or something. So yeah, it's yeah, like, it's just it's just a mechanic that I don't find yeah. so amusing. That's fair. Yeah, it, it feels kind of weird to have two vendors that could be consolidated into one. Uh, and it's cool that Strange Coins came back, which, by the way, I think you can only hold a maximum of thirty. Uh, and I think you can only hold 21 treasure keys, so like you might as well spend them as you're getting them. Yeah, um, there's also the you can spend them on the ornaments. Right, so right. There's uh, one per character whole set of of uh, armor ornaments. Right, those it's are the uh, those are like the marathon themed ones, right? Mm. The, the first ornaments. ones are like rank four, so so you get right. uh, the gloves maybe and the boots. I want to say I don't know why, but I think the class item is the last one you get. I don't know. And uh, but yeah, you, you'll you'll see some of them, uh, right? So yeah, it's it's one of those. It's like obviously we're really excited because it's new content. It's the first week. Play the hell out of it. Uh, but the question is, are you going to be playing it four or five weeks from now? And I think so. I think it. I think it's a good holdover for the next couple of months. Uh, while we're trying to finish up season of the loss related stuff, we still need to finish the story of that as well, which is kind of interesting. That's right. That's right. Um. I, I get the feeling that's going to be like two weeks before the season's over. So I think we're going to be holding on to that for a while. But there's plenty of time to, to you know, not burn yourself out on on this activity. Um, mm. And I think it's I think it's fantastic. And the fact that it's free is uh, that's utterly bonkers as well. So yeah, <laughs> I think I it's, I think it's great. The free stuff seems to be better than the paid stuff. On the... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Tell that. Me about yeah, Tell me about it. For me, I don't think I'll be doing it for we three months. Trends. For me, it feels like the one from from the last one. Like once I finish the triumphs, I'm done with it. It's nice right now, and I feel like the last one was also nice at the beginning. Like I was, you know, because it it had like a bit of variation. This one has more variation than than the other one. Uh, but that one was fun when it came out. I couldn't complain about it honestly. But then once I was done with the triumphs, I was done with it, and I never played it again. And I think uh, this one's gonna be the same for me. Played what the dungeon or no the, the Dears of Eternity? Yeah, the 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 last one that was in the Dreaming City. I forget the name. I'm sorry. I know Scotty mentioned it a bunch of times. I know. I always forget. Astral it too. alignment. That's how Astral unfer- alignment exactly. So, it so when it yeah. came yeah. out, it was fun. I liked it. It had some variety. It was better than the modes from before. And I did it a bunch, and I finished my tramps, and I was done with it. And I feel like this one's literally going to be the same for me. Okay, fair enough. Is there any? Has there ever been any? Like six man activity that you did beyond the triumphs. Oh yeah, there's the the one that I would keep doing is the honestly, and I know people are gonna be like, "What is wrong with you?" But the the hunts, the Radburn hunts. <laughs> oh yeah, I can do them alone. I can do them in two people super fast. I can do three people incredibly fast. You know, and I get I, I can focus what I want. They're quick, and I can do them in between doing other things, and it doesn't take as long and they're just rewarding uh, for me. Okay. 
Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I like, like how fast can I just clear one? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that there was like soloable act, act a solo yeah. activity in that season. I appreciated that. I think they're underrated as well. I I agree with you, except for I don't like the where you first have to plant it and like lure it out and then pursue it. Uh, this might be kind of a preference thing, but I had some. I think we talked about this at one point. I had some difficulty sometimes tracking those because I'm partially colorblind. Uh, so those those green trails, and I know other people have really really big issues, and that that part I didn't enjoy. The actual like Wrathborn hunt, I almost wish that they were a little bit longer and like that was just it. Like you planted the lure and then loaded up the activity. But having to do that where you like stand by the root tree and like weaken it and then it goes and runs off and then you have to go follow the trail into another loading zone, that kind of felt tedious to me. But yeah. once you were loaded in, the actual Wrathborn hunt itself was kind of like neat. That's but, fair enough. And you know, I respect if it's an accessibility issue as well. They could have put a um which we call a little objective marker at the end of the trail, at least. Yeah. Which would help. There, there is once you get close to it. Right. Once you get close, close to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. if you, if you do, after you do a couple of them, like you kind of just know where. Yeah, you at. figure out. Yeah, you're right. So it's, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. It's just kind of like I just could have done. Like that's that's what kept me from like wanting to repeat and farm certain weapons. There is like that opening section of it. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. But I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that I, it's a fun soloable. Um, honestly, I think that what's the the final one that you actually do with Crow is like, is it called? Is it the Coup de Gras? The Coup de Gras, yeah. Yeah, that one's that one's cool. That feels like kind of a fun mission where you're like jumping in and out of like the Ascendant Realm or Ascendant oh, Plane, yeah. and like that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that one was fun. I follow up question for you, Robbie and uh, Dares of Eternity. Do you, so what makes you think that it's just going to be like a triumph thing? Like what? For me, yeah, I, I don't think for. I mean, I, I know some people will keep playing it because it's like honestly the easy way to farm, you know, more weapons and stuff. But I feel like I get so many of them that I already have like pretty decent rolls of the things I want. Okay. Um, I just think I it just happened to me with the astral alignment. It was fun, and then at some point it just it's too much repetition. Like, yeah, it's fun right now because it's like, oh, it can be this or that or whatever. But it doesn't matter right. what it is. It's just like killing them with no, like I can literally just, and I, this is what I do. I just sit there with my horse's thing and I just shoot my galahorn at everything. And <laughs> yeah, I can do that with no audio, with, without playing with anybody. It's just mindless. Okay. You know? Yeah. The mechanics well, are not really that involving to the fact that I feel like I need to pay attention to it. I can literally be watching Netflix on the side or something, which is fine, you know, but it doesn't make me feel like excited or anything. It's, it's just like whatever I can use to AOE kill the most things I can pretty quickly. That's what I'm going to do. And that's it. Okay. Do you think like the ability to focus was what made Rathbar hunts more replayable to you than dares? that but also what i said like I, I i agree with rough that it does take a bit like getting to the thing and getting the ogre out or the whatever but once you do it a bunch of times it becomes like again also mindless repetition so the fact that they're so short and then the, i can be you know playing gambit or playing whatever i'm kind of farming at the time and be like i'm gonna take five minutes and go do one of these and okay. then keep going with something else that made it way more accessible to me in the fact that I could do them every so often throughout my actual normal, regular, you know, play time. 
mm-hmm. without having to be like, I'm going to go do this and just this for a while. It doesn't okay. feel the same. That makes sense. So it kind of broke up your, your routine a little bit. Yeah, it was like the All snack, right. you know, like a, a tiny bit snack. Because it wasn't like a time-consuming thing. Like dares takes at least, you know, a decent amount of time. And it's I could do it solo. So it's like, well, I mean, these ones you can also do solo. But I guess the other ones I could choose what I do. You know? Sure. Sure. I get that. All right. Fair enough. It's a fair point. I thought of it that way. So, uh, Rob, do you have any final thoughts on Dares Return before I explode? <laughs> <laughs> 18 17 no, I, I think I think uh, <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's fun I I agree with Robbie too that like it's gonna it'll probably eventually wear out its welcome and and you know it'll you're gonna do all the triumphs for it and get the the forerunner catalyst and then like yeah I'm gonna take a break for a while but then I I feel uh, I'm assuming it's going to be around after season of the loss, right? Like it's not just going to go at the end of the season. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Oh, I would not get your hopes up personally. That's my prediction. Have they actually said how long it's going to be around? No, but I'm just anticipating it's going to be one of those things like a space issue. It's like a seasonal thing. I don't know, but I mean, I, I obviously hope it sticks around. But I'm not yeah. anticipating it sticking around. Okay. Yeah, I, I that's fair. They they did not indicate one way or the other. But uh, just anyway. based on my track record with seasonal stuff. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of not a seasonal thing, right? It's like sort of transcended. It's a it's an anniversary thing. For no, I'd I'd agree. I just don't know what their thing is. <laughs> yeah, I know that's true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's all. I I'm I hope that it sticks around for a while and and it's it's a fun activity. I kind of want to like the the legend wasn't insanely difficult. Like we were able to three minute. I think it took us a total like forty minutes by the time we were done was like our our playtime. It was and fifty five ish. Was it fifty five? And it, well, I mean, oh, it was like forty when we started the boss encounter, and then it was like fifty five when we finished because we were mm-hmm. figuring out what the best method was. Uh, Regardless, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm intrigued to play some of the hard, the legend versions on some of the other like rotations to see like what some of the other encounters are and see how like I I get the feeling like the Crota encounter might be kind of bonkers uh, in legend. So I'm not I'm not that was not intentional to say bonkers on that one for the meme. It was that was unintentional. I'm just I'm intrigued uh, and I think it's a lot of fun. So yeah, it's yeah. the only triumph that's basically time gated is right. that rotation one. Is it what one? For the you for the seal for the Vid Master? No, wait, that's yeah. Is it Vid Master? Oh, yeah, it is because yeah. yeah it's, it's, so it is it is set encounters for each one, right? Even yeah, it's like the so, wheel. So five or six, I don't remember. But anyway, right now you can only do two of them, and that count for the thing. And so basically, you can finish the other ones now, and I think I have. But that one is the only one that's time gated for, I guess, at least another two more weeks. Right, theoretically. Yeah, theoretically so, speaking, yeah. At, le- at least it has you play it more than once as opposed to the Astral Alignment, which you only had to do it once for the, the Triumph, and then it's like, like, why else would you ever play it again? But anyway, enough, <laughs> yeah. enough bashing Astral Alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on to bash something else. Right? <laughs> on to bash something. Yeah, no, the dungeon, I'm sorry. But, yeah. Uh, 
So th- with oh, the God. 30th anniversary pack, they um, released as part of the paid content, which is a $25 pack, by the way. You get a new dungeon. You get the Gallarhorn quest. You get some ornaments for your character, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, is the Forerunner quest part of that pack, or is that free? That's free. That's, that's free? Yeah. Yeah, that's All part right. of the... All right. <laughs> so you're paying $25, essentially, for a dungeon. Um, as that's for the bulk of it. And some and Gallahorn. So the Gallahorn on its own is... Is very good. Yeah. Is very good. But it's called Grasp of Avarice, and it's a new dungeon set in the loot cave of the days of yore. And, well, I was sorely disappointed with it. It is three major encounters, like most dungeons. So it starts off, you get this mechanic with these exotic engrams, and you run up to this crystal, and you stand by it, and it grows the crystal. And so that's kind of the opening encounter. That's how you get into the dungeon. And then you've got a stupid lever encounter where the levers don't actually matter and you're just supposed to look up to the ceiling and jump through a hole. And once you get through that quote-unquote puzzle, you go to the first boss, which is the ogre fight, and then it is the same mechanic as the first one, combining the scorch, me- scorch cannon mechanic from a- another previous puzzle and the exotic engram crystal thing. So you stand by the crystal, you break a shield, you use the scorch cannon to get the engrams in the first place, you damage them, et cetera, et cetera. That's the encounter. And there's the stupid fallen shield encounter where it's there's no sense of urgency whatsoever. There is no challenge. There's no time thing. You jump around a bunch of islands. You kill servitors. You roll the servitors, which are physic mechanics, by the way, which is just lovely. So you're fighting the game engine to actually get those things in the cannons. You shoot them at a stupid uh, shield. You open the shield. You do that four times, which is pretty long. You go inside, and the final boss fight is the exact same thing as the first encounter, except this time you don't have to actually kill anything for the engrams, and there are uh, two yellow bar enemies in there. Mm-hmm. So, Rob... One of them is called r <laughs> That basically that? summed it up. <laughs> the, the, the sniper shank in the last boss is literally called r dash matey that's that's funny a little pirate reference for you yeah yeah that's my highlight of the whole thing by the way (laughs) just in case you wanted to know (laughs) all right well i'm glad to hear rabbi you agree with um my review on this i was very disappointed this ryan and i did this two-man blind and you know we're not professional gamers but like we did this (laughs) in three hours and it was simple wait three hours yeah, I mean, it took a while, but we were two, like, like I said, we're not professional gamers. And also, it was two of us. And what was I going to say? Anyways, if I can have a full conversation during the Fallen Shield encounter about how bad the dungeon is, I think that's oh. a bad dungeon encounter. Like, I should, it should be a little more than me sitting around talking about things. If I can have a full and uninterrupted conversation with my full focus dedicated to that. I give them that. It was a good attempt because I'm going to say, I'm going to say the thing I would, I don't know. Okay. So the other thing, like I said before, it's literally Gambit. Why do they have to teach me how to play Gambit? Because I don't recognize the modes because now they look like engrams. I don't know why, but please don't teach me to play Gambit again. 
you know, like figure yeah. out how to gambit a gambit. Okay, cool. I didn't like that. Um, it's just gambit and with a crystal that literally looks like like the new League of Legends series aesthetic. Uh, I cannot, <laughs> no, convinced otherwise. That's but everything fun. is like that, and then reused content everywhere. Like with people I was playing, they were like, "Oh, but there was a door here on D one," and I was like, "Wait, what?" So this is just a reused room, and they were like, "Yeah." And then you get there to the Devil's Lair, but it's backwards. So yeah, so it's, yes, so it's not the Devil's Lair, guys. They reused you know? the Sepix boss room. Like, <laughs> come on, is this the paid content? You you worked in the free content, but then the paid content you just just reused everything. Okay, um, but okay, I cannot complain about the other one because it's not Gambit. At least it does have a few issues, which I agree with you. If there was a timer, maybe it would have been annoying. Um, maybe put a timer on master, you know, uh, and the other thing I would have done is don't make it go one by one, make it so that people can split and make yes. it go faster. Yes. You know, that was, that was the big mistake in my mind. Like just if, if not have three, have two at the same time. So then that way you can do it faster and split because you can literally solo that thing oh, pretty yeah. easily. And, um, but, but I, I think it was like a good attempt. It just wasn't realized. I don't even Very think it was a good well. attempt. I think this is fundamentally a stupid encounter. There's just like zero challenge. Zero. Like there should be some sense of urgency and there literally is none. Except for the engram thing, which is reused in every single major encounter of the dungeon, which is the same problem Prophecy has, where it's like, do the stupid moat thing every single encounter. Which that's is just, what I said. Yeah, it was. It was. It had to be something like that because when they try something else, like the balls, <laughs> it just doesn't. They work. don't do it very well. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Oh my gosh! It just made me so mad. And I've I've seen some people say like it's like a ten out of ten. And some people are even like commending like the environment. I don't even think the environment is that good. Like. The water kills you in the last boss's room. It doesn't on any other part of the whole yeah, that, dungeon. That's another But you just put your pinky toe in the water and you're dead. Right. Why? That it's makes ankle no deep water. Sense. And and if it's like that's fine. If you want to make an environmental hazard with water, at least make it like a damage Green. over time sort of thing. I don't know something. It, it shouldn't look like water. Then. No, it was so stupid. Rob, what are your thoughts on the dungeon? Um. I don't think you're like wrong in in feeling this way. <laughs> I how do I go? I, like it's okay if you like it's a mixed bag, and it's it's like that with every dungeon for me. Like I love the idea of having a raid light activity that you can do with three people. So more of these, like that's why I still stand by. I think Prison of Elders. And a lot of people weren't crazy about it when House of Wolves came out, but I still think it was a great like endgame activity that you didn't have to invest as much time in a raid. But this uh, is not a raid light. This is easier than a dungeon because I can go into Prophecy and do most of it on my own until I get frustrated. But it's not easy to, to, to run through the bosses on your own. This one is. This one, the first time I did it, I went blind like, like Scotty for the first two runs. and. Uh, we did it in two people because the other person left right away that we had like an LFG year. And uh, okay, I, I gotta say, the first time we did it, it was fun because all the trap and the, and the pressure plates and all that stuff, that was pretty fun. But it's just the one time. 
right? After that, you don't step on them anymore. Um, so that was a lot of laughs and whatever. But you can literally, you know, it took us like a little bit over an hour to to blindly do all the thing. So this is not raid light. This is easier than the other dungeons. Well, regard regardless. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's. Like, look, it was a because you had to pay twenty five dollars for it. It wasn't going to be, and and having Galahorn tied behind it, it wasn't going to be some like, epically intense, complex mechanic. Um, to be honest, I'm like I understand that it's a reused mechanic over and over again. I hate prophecy. Because the whole light dark moat thing is really infuriating because you're dependent on like other factors that sometimes like I've I, I, I've had issues with the light dark where like the moats just don't drop and you're like waiting on a, a respawn cycle on a night or something like that. And so I I absolutely hate that mechanic. So having one that just works better. I I'm not going to argue with that. Is it a little samey? Absolutely. Is the first encounter basically the last encounter? Absolutely. Is the Fallen Shield encounter incredibly tedious? And could there handle more man cannons or just not even need the man cannons to navigate the encounter? Absolutely. Uh, am I glad that we're... I, I thought it was cool to get something in the Cosmodrome. I was telling you this last night, Scotty. I thought we were just... Like when they brought back the Cosmodrome, I thought that's all it was going to be was just the same area. So the fact that we're getting something new in the Cosmodrome is kind of cool and exciting. Uh, I also really fundamentally like the whole like lore of this uh, Guardian that kind of slowly goes insane and greedy and ends up hoarding all of these engrams and then it all kind of didn't matter. As they even put it, he's like the richest dead guy in the world or something like that. Uh, I I think the, the dungeon leaves a lot to be desired. I think it's kind of disappointing that a bunch of weapons are kind of locked behind this dungeon that I feel like very quickly it's a, well, everyone just wants an AS Luna, so we're just going to load up the final boss encounter and farm that over and over again. Like, I'm already predicting the LFG post next week. Like, that's... That's what this dungeon is going to turn into is just farming AS Luna. And that's kind of a, a disappointment. Also, bless you, whoever's sneezing. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Uh, it's, it's not a great dungeon. I think I still prefer it over uh, Prophecy. And I, so I ran it three times this week. The first time I ran it with Will, and it was definitely like, it felt exhausting afterwards because it was like, well, also, like, Will wasn't explaining the, the mechanics very well, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Not that the mechanics were that difficult to understand. Uh, but the second time that I did it with a random group, because we were, we were getting the Galahorn ca uh, Catalyst, uh, I was able to, like, zoom through it a lot quicker, and it didn't feel as tedious, uh, especially, like, the Fallen Shield encounter. Like, once you kind of get, like, the feel for, like, using the Scorch Cannons and navigating around with the cannons, it's not that bad. Uh, but it definitely leaves something to be desired, and I, I would not give this a ten out of ten. Um, but 
I didn't mind it. Like I I thought the whole kind of pirate theme was kind of neat and bizarre and weird. Like I I liked it more than Prophecy. Like I'll I'll just say that and like like right. that's that's kind of my final stance. Mm. I I I'm not I don't think the armor's particularly exciting. I found I'm like I'm finding Ace Luna to be kind of disappointing. Like but like it's just going to be like look this is what we're going to farm for the next and that because it's probably going to be the pinnacle drop for dungeons next season assuming we don't get a new dungeon there's uh, one thing that you haven't considered about the farming though and maybe some what? people don't know it when you finish it on master the armor that you get's got an extra slot that is worth note mentioning well, yeah is that, that and it only, can be, only uh, allows you to put a seasonal mod in it though right so it's the not like you can have an extra mods. mod, but but basically, it allows you to put your normal mods, and then if you have like a one, you know, energy mod from the season, you can put it there without messing with your whole loadout. So right. this is basically like depth armor, kind yeah. of ish in a way, and it's the only one we're gonna get like this for now. Which I don't is know weird when, to me because it's like objectively the best armor in the game. Yeah, so 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 until the next expansion and whatever we get then comes out, this is the armor to go for. Right. And and I agree, like after the five runs I had in this week already, and we're what Sunday today when we're recording this, I have four IS Luna. It's pretty good. I like it. We can talk about that later. Um, but we got it down to like 40 minutes in two people. So I'm pretty sure we can half an hour the thing with three men. And mm -hmm. that's all right. It's, it's not as bad. Uh, I think it's him happens with prophecy when you have like a good team. You know, you can run it in half an hour. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you. It's maybe more entertaining, and because uh, because maybe it's the same thing I mentioned with the Radmore hunts. Like in 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 prophecy, I have to be so involved into like where I'm standing and what I'm shooting, and not just the density of enemies is crazy. If you let it go insane because you don't killing the ones that you know replicate. So, right. so it keeps you thinking. This one, you know, gives you those long times where you can literally do nothing. Be like, all right, I'm going to go make myself a sandwich. You guys deal with the balls and I'll be back in five minutes. And it works out. Um, but I, I still prefer like, I don't know, like the one on the moon for me. That, that one's great. It's short and sweet, you know. Oh, I, Pit I of Heresy. Pit of Heresy. That's my favorite. I, I really love it. I, I think the encounters, every one of them is like entirely different, you know. And and it has a thing, and it feels like a progression towards something. And I, I I don't know. I liked it way better than this, um, and than prophecy too. So yeah, I would I would agree with you that this is better than prophecy in that way for sure. But uh, the guns, I don't know if they're so great. Uh, I as Luna, I like it, but the armor that that's gonna be the thing. We we gotta think about it that way. After you get Galahorn, the armor on this thing is the one thing that we're going to have to do. There's nothing better. Even Raid the armor is going to be, you know, it's going to pale in comparison to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I find that, I find that kind of an interesting decision that they made. And like, me, me it's too. also, gonna, it's also going to be kind of weird because like the master, like I'm assuming it's going to scale up next season. So of course there's going to be a, an extended period of the season where you're not even able to play master because the light level is going to be so high. And so you kind of feel like it's kind of the same thing from last season, where if you weren't at a high enough level, you needed to grind master so you could get the Fate Breaker title. Otherwise, you weren't going to be able to try to attempt 
part of doing like the master things. This all this all goes back to kind of problem with the light level stuff and like why does the master dungeon need to be such a high light level compared to other master content? Like it's not on the same scale for some reason, even though it's called master. Like like there's just it's interesting that it's so clearly superior to other uh, armor sets that it's it's weird that they put it in there. It's still restricted to how much energy you have. Um, so it kind of sucks if you've got like unstoppable fusion rifle on because that's still going to take up six energy than and than anything else. It's just it's cool. I just I don't. It's weird that they added that as like the place that they're trying out the quote unquote like adept armor. Yeah, and like let's say they don't add this in Witch Queen, then what is the point of getting any other armor besides this stuff? Because right. it literally is objectively the best. So why grind any other sort of armor if this is going to be the one with an extra mod slot, you know? Yeah. That's just, yeah. that's very weird. Yeah, it comes to a point where I'd rather have an extra mod than extra 10 something, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. I mean, yeah. can this stuff roll with high stats too, I'm assuming, if you get a good roll on it? I mean, also now we have the most, the, uh, the most, sorry. Also, now we have the mods on the ghosts and stuff to try to get, like, you know, higher intellect and all these things. So, yeah, makes it a bit easier. Right. Yeah. True. All right. So, I'll, I'll play, I'll disagree with you guys. I think Prophecy is better than this one. And I'll explain my position. I think Rainbow, Rainbow Road alone makes Prophecy worse. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is fair. definitely the worst that because is fair. of that. The Sparrow Encounter in this one, I will, I will admit, is like really cool. And I thought this, I really liked the Sparrow Encounter in this one. My only problem is that it's kind of short. But other than yeah, that, it's super cool. Um, anyways, I think Prophecy is better despite Rainbow Road because of the fact that mainly just because I think the environment is really cool. It's the Nine place. And I don't think this uh, Cosmodrome place is that cool. Personally, because it doesn't remind me of the Cosmodrome. It feels fair. like an EDZ lost sector. Yeah. That's rather fair. than the Cosmodrome. And so I think the prof- prophecy is way cooler to look at. Um, and it does, it at least is a little less samey than this one in the sense that, like, the Kale Echo boss fight is a little different because it's got some different boss mechanics. Like, the when you damage him, he's got that long pathway down the little vortex thing, and you have to stay close to him or you die. And I thought that was a cool mechanic. I thought that was unique. Um, I think Prophecy is also harder and more engaging. I think because, Robbie, like you were saying, I think enemy density plays a factor in that. And yes, Prophecy is also tedious, but I, I would think I like Prophecy more because of that. It's just more engaging, both visually and gameplay-wise, like in terms of difficulty. And that's why I'd give Prophecy my vote. But I, I completely understand why you would prefer this one. Like you said, Rainbow Road is pretty egregious. I, I, I just like I have issues with Pit of Heresy and with uh, I, I feel like each dungeon is almost good. Each one suffers from like something like the Pit of Heresy. I really find the immune ogres to be obnoxious. And I know like once you know all like the maze paths, it's not that bad. I just I find them obnoxious and annoying. And like the opening encounter with the, the first dungeon in, in the Dreaming City is like way 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 too long compared to everything else because you fully just, agree 
constantly like each each one has something where it's like why do i have to do this encounter and in 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 the grasp of avarice it's the the stupid like fallen shield thing like why do you have to do four i feel like one would be enough and have it be like kind of a more complex setup and you just shoot one bomb at it and you disable it but like to get to that point you have to do a bunch of things like that would have made way more sense like require like if you had to do like a complete loop where you had to go to each island and do something and then that finally gives you a charge that you can make a bomb and shoot at there i feel like that would be way more interesting than like okay you, you, you again you're relying on the, the physics mechanic to like shoot the thing and then you have to go find where the next one is and oh it's not on an adjacent island so now i have to like either do i go to the center and then try to hop over or i don't know oh now i need to get a new scorch cannon let me go find the scorch cannon guy like it is very, very tedious and it makes me not want to do it. And then the Prophecy Dungeon, like, I hate the Rainbow Road. And I kind of am not a big fan of the middle encounter where... That's the worst one. I yeah, where you're, you're trying to find which uh, little block that Toland is on so you can go and, like... It, it's just, it's annoying. Like, each one has something that I don't like about the dungeon. Uh, and... it and But I, I where I want to give credit to the Dreaming City and Pit of Heresy is both of those at least the mechanics feel kind of different in each encounter with prophecy it's the light and dark and you have to dunk so again it's kind of a it's a it's a gambit clone uh and then this is also another gambit clone where you're just collecting something and dunking it so you can then do damage like yeah. like it's I just like, i feel like the, the the one in the dreaming city took so many cues from last wish Right. I agree that the first one is super long, but if I was going to say that something is kind of raid light, that would be it. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. That one also has a lot of just a lot of traversal. Like like once you do the once you do the ogre encounter and then you have to like go and there's all those blights that can blast you off. That goes on for way too long just to like get to the final like the duel in Karu fight and it's just like why does it need to be that long of just nothing where you're just like trying not to die it, it 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 again it just feels kind of obnoxious and and this this has like the plates but none of the plate encounters felt that long but you do bring up like scotty you were talking last night like why does it need to be a darkness zone like if if all of you happen to step on plates and get killed like you, you have to start over like why does it have to be a darkness zone uh and the the whole plate gimmick of, of booby traps is funny kind of the first time but after like two or three like when i was playing with will that was the other thing too is he's like oh stand on this plate and like it was like one of the, or like turn this switch on while i turn this one on because like he made me think that it was going to be like oh you have to like time it together but no it just kills me and he <laughs> thought it was the most funny thing ever and it's like haha it's funny but then he like wouldn't go pick me up and it was like okay this isn't fun anymore and that was maybe more him just being a dick but regardless <laughs> like, i i i didn't <laughs> like all those mechanics all it amounts to you doing is just memorizing a sequence and that's not fun like that that's not how i want to play games i don't want to memorize what plate sequence i have to step on so i don't start like kill myself and wipe if i'm going to try to do the solo like it's just yeah. kind of one of those things like it's like I, I don't know i don't think it was that i agree with you it kind of there's parts of it that don't quite feel like it almost feels like an extended harbinger sequence like where you're like kind of going through parts of it but Again, it's kind of fun just to do something in the Cosmodrome that that is new. Like it's the first new piece of Cosmodrome since Rise of Iron. So like that's kind of cool. So you know what my issue with is though, like even not compare it to those ones, but let's say 
you've never played the corrupted and they bring it out and it's a dungeon i would still feel that that is a better dungeon than this the corrupted strike yes it's got different okay. mechanics it's got encounters it's got uh enemy density in between encounters it you traverse a long really long place i'll i'll, I'll like, give you that yeah i, I will if, if i would have never played the corrupted and they bring it out and it's a it's a dungeon i would literally say that that one's better than this one yeah and like that's that's like my problem with this dungeon is that like you know the as a activity it's it's fine like i'd play it but like it's a dungeon and i mean if we're going to compare this to like other dungeons and like strikes if strikes are like more engaging than a dungeon i feel like that's a major issue yeah it shouldn't be a thing i yeah no i i agree it's 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 a little light on the mechanics and it feels very samey but i would say like like i said it's it it's it's feels about the same level of involvement as prophecy but you are right scotty and that prophecy at least was like a whole new area that was definitely very intriguing. Yeah, um, it was pretty to music, look at. The the music for Prophecy is pretty good too. Like if like, and I'll admit the music for this one's pretty good too, actually. Oh yeah, but the, it's, when the Sparrow part it's, came up with that music, it literally threw me back to like every Halo ending where you have to you know ride the Warthog before the ship explodes. Right. <laughs> the Warthog run. Right. Yeah. Without the Warthog run music. Right. But but all but all the other music is mainly ripped from like d1 stuff like when the whole the whole fallen shield encounter that's just something taken from the taken king soundtrack and you get like little snippets of like uh the traveler like track from d1 as well so a lot of it's recycled which i'm okay with again it's like you're There's going to a, you're going There's back to a d1 track. location it makes sense like i'm okay with that and it's nice to hear that music once in a while but uh like I think prophecy. The fact that prophecy was like all new music was there's something to be said about that. But that's true. That's true. That's a fair point. Like, yeah, I feel like music we can't even like criticize because it's like a given that the music in this game will be good. Yeah, that's fair. But you know what I mean? yeah. So I, all I'm getting at is so my my final thoughts on this is, uh, it's it's kind of a meh dungeon, and uh, for twenty five bucks, I think it it could have and should have been better yep i would agree yeah and then and then, that's and then awesome. comes the discussion of like is it pay to win because it's the only way that you can get galahor oh well, but here's so. here's the thing is they kind of got around that by the the well i guess we can talk about galahorn coming back and and the catalyst for it is that is quote utterly bonkers because it gives you two in the tube and makes wolf pack rounds even more ridiculous but the yeah, what the main wolf backgrounds to legendary ones right that do the main more the main than galahorn so the main one person running galley and then someone else with a lasting impressions rocket with vorpal on it you end up doing <laughs> like 30 percent more damage than the galahorn but you still need the galahorn around right but that's that's the whole thing is like the main perk basically gets rid of the need for every like the people have been doing damage tests and i think if you i'm, I'm probably gonna quote it wrong if you just look at straight damage, everyone running Yalahorn is good, but I think technically you can get higher DPS from something like Lasting Impressions and then like Wither Horde while you're charging up your Lasting Impressions. So it's it's not as long as one person has it in the team when doing damage, you are your damage output is better, but it's not straight up required to have six Galahorns to do damage. Yeah. So I think I think how they create how they crafted its perk 
was very, very clever, and it also fixed the LFG problem that D1 had, where it's like, must have, Gal- have Galahorn. Right. So I don't think it's quite pay to win. Um, and in fact, all the other weapons, like I haven't really used, so I got a thousand, I got a couple thousand yard stairs. None of them are great. Um, I got a couple Matadors. None of them are great. I got an AS Luna. It's not great. Um, but none of the weapons I think are like OP or necessarily better than anything that's already in the game. So I think in terms of like, we had concerns like, is this going to become pay to win? Is Galhorn going to be so overpowered that if you don't have it, it's going to a good thing though. Cause we've been talking about how the dungeon is not that great. And now we're just saying that the loot is also not that great. Yeah. So I, I think, I think, is there I think any redeeming quality for you. No, <laughs> I, I, no, <laughs> but I'm, I'm fundamentally okay with that. I think I'd rather have it be a little lackluster than have it be the uh, what like the adverse of that where it's like either either pay 25 bucks or eat shit like i don't i don't think that that would have been wise either because now you have this kind of have and have nots well the armor i guess actually yeah the armor you can make an argument for that is is kind of a if you don't have that but again it's not even it's not even absolutely necessary because if you're if you're using because most of the time the and this is not always but most of the time the the artifact mods are more helpful in PvE than they are in PvP for the most part. I'm doing air quotes around most part. So you can't, it's hard to make a case to say, well, having that extra slot so you can put unstoppable overload or unstoppable uh, fusion rifle in, in your armor piece and have fastball, I don't think you can make an argument as like pay to win. Uh, but it's it, more it, i would think more about like you know how they have like dexterity mods usually that dexterity modes and uh, targeting mods and all these ones they, they those ones are the ones you use in pvp anyway and usually they will have one which i think last season was shotguns or, or this season actually is shotguns and it costs only one or two energy so that's fair it, it does work anyway but yeah and I, mean, uh, I would argue with you about the IS Luna. I don't know if you want to get into that now. But I'll let you finish first. But I think it's a really good hand cannon. I, so I am, the jury's still out because I have a garbage roll. I've got like headstone heating up, which you could that's argue is the only good. one you That's the only one I've gotten so far because you can't, you know. Okay. I have farm. four IS Lunas. Right. Uh, and I, I've seen some monstrous rolls that are, that are pretty good. Like I, here's the other thing too. I'm, I'm, finally gonna make an argument of why sunsetting sucks is because Ostringer was the original like hey we're bringing back as luna but not really uh and i already had a good Ostringer role and so i'm kind of mad that i need to refarm for a weapon that i've already had to refarm for like this is like the third iteration of as luna uh and so i'm kind of annoyed a about that because the Austrian role that I had I prefer over anything that was in here. So I'm 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 kind of peeved about that because that's something that was sunset. Um but I I, I know it's good. Like I, I just I haven't gotten a good role with it yet and I'm it's because it, there's a limitation on how much you can you can farm for this this week. Yeah. And hopefully that goes away. And that's why I said like I'm hoping next week they'll solve it and you can just sit there and farm for nine months if you want on on getting a better ace luna roll on the final boss encounter so i'll wait till next week before i make a final decision about it but as it's also weird that they made it um 
they made it a stasis one. I guess it's cool that they add another, but it's like, great, we have two stasis hand cannons and one stasis shotgun, but we can't get, like, anything else stasis. Why didn't they put put a stasis fusion rifle in? This would have been a great opportunity to add one because we didn't get one in Season of the Lost, and it's like, for fuck's sake, like, now's the time they should have given us one, and we still haven't gotten one in the kinetic slot. And it's like, we needed the hand cannon. There's no, stas- there's no stasis shields yet. So I'm thinking that once Witchwing comes out and we have much game against stasis shields, then, you know, then we will get one. But Maybe. for now, it doesn't really, like, what, what does it even benefit you to have a stasis one? So you can have a fusion rifle in the kinetic slot. That's it. Like, we didn't need another hand cannon in the kinetic slot that, oh, now conveniently does stasis. Like, I don't know why, like, it's it's annoying that Bungie is such a hard-on for hand cannons. Like, I get it. Hand cannons are, like, what carry this game. Hand cannons and shotguns. But it's like, why can't we get more diversity in the kinetic slot? It's such oh, yeah, a problem. Yeah, I get to that. Uh, yeah, that's true. Why I'm actually to- super happy and because we played D1 before and stuff, and I was so shocked that sidearms were special ammo mm-hmm. on D1. So the fact that this new Magnum is special ammo... I do like that. And it feels like that. Like, I love it. I'm yeah. so glad that that's a thing. So, yeah, I agree with you. Like, maybe some variety on the fusions would have been welcome. Yeah. Not not on the... I mean, again, I wouldn't care if it was just kinetic, even without the stasis, but just having a kinetic one would have been nice. Yeah. I, 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 I want to get more AS Lunas before I make a final decision. The one that I got doesn't feel great. Like, I was having struggles hitting headshots with it, and I just, like... I prefer Pally or, or Fatebringer at this point, but when I get a better role, then I'll be able to make a better informed decision. So, all right. Well, for me, I got four. One of them is my my trash role, and I would not even call it that because it's actually pretty fun. Is moving target perpetual motion? Okay, which is all about moving, and it's quite fast and it's nice, but it's not the one I enjoy the most. And I got two rangefinder kill clips and one rangefinder snapshot sights. Wow. And both of them, well, th- all three of them, well, you know, they're amazing. I, I, it's like a baby Hawkmoon. Right. That's how it feels like. And stat-wise, it's better than a regular palindrome. It's, it like base stats, just base stats is better than a regular palindrome. Not as good as the Adept, but with the perks, it feels like just as good as the Adept palindrome to me. Right, and it just blows the fate bringer out of the water. It's so much better feeling with rangefinder with with snapshots as well. Kill clip is great for it, like just you know one shot headshots on trash mobs, and it's very snappy. I like it. I like how it's like just being a baby Hawkmoon. It's missing all of these like pieces that are kind of on the top, so it feels like a naked Hawkmoon, but it right. helps with the visibility <laughs> in some weird way. I don't know. It feels like I'm shooting a hot dog, and I just get headshot with it. That that's. My, <laughs> it my doesn't really it. I mean, that's literally the whole point because AS is a young hawk, so it's literally like a young hawk. Uh, that's the whole point uh, of that gun. Oh. How have you not known that, Scotty? <laughs> since 2015, and you just now like it literally translates <laughs> to baby hawk moon. Yeah. And we'll hide behind is, the fact that English is not yeah. my first language. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> I, give Robbie credit. But yeah, I, an, an, a, an AS is a young hawk, especially in falconry, an unfledged nestling taken from the nest for training. So 
And I think even Ostringer is like a play on that as well. Like a, an Ostringer is a young hawk in training or something like that. Is that a baby ostrich? <laughs> no, it's something. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, oh, that's what it is. Uh, an Ostringer is a keeper of Goshawks falconry. A falconry uh, uh for hunting. So yeah, it's a, it's another like hawk falconry term. So like, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I know. It's fine. Also, let me, let me blow this. Let me blow your mind with this one. Did you know that the flavor text for palindrome is a palindrome? No way. I can't tell if you're kidding or not, so I'm. Just I'm actually kidding. not kidding. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, draw, draw o coward is draw o coward backwards. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. The more you know, I'm learning so many things. You guys are killing me. <laughs> Wasn't there something else last night that you were like, "How did you not know?" I forget what what a, what it was, but. Oh yeah, that you can charge the scorch cannons. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, since the the House of Wolves, we've had the ability to fuck with Scorch Cannons, and you you just not so dis- once have I'm I disappointed that. with you. Disappointed. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm bad at Team Scorch, because I've never known you could charge it. Is there any point yeah. in charging up in Team Scorch? There is. Yeah. yeah, you can make traps. Mm. It's great. Um, cool. Yeah, and like when you do uh, when you do the the raid Atrax Atrax Axis in uh, Wrath of the Machine. Like when you when you get the scorch cannon, what you do is you shoot the respective servitor of that element and sit there and charge it, and a single charge shot will destroy it. It's like you have to know you have to know to charge in the raid. Gotcha. For Wrath of the Machine. I have so. not played Wrath of the Machine. In my defense, I don't know if that helps my case at all. No, it probably makes it worse because that's Will's favorite raid. <laughs> well, good thing he's not here. Yeah, he'd be he'd be upset. So, <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, we've got some interesting opinions on that dungeon overall. Um, and you guys can't really make any. Rob, you can't make any in-depth dis- uh, discussions on Ice Luna yet. Right. Neither can I. I uh, have one as well. Um. So, with that being said, we'll talk about this more. You know, we play this more as well in future weeks. But let's talk about that Witch Queen trailer. Let's completely shift gears. At yep. the Game Awards, there was a new Witch Queen trailer that dropped, and I thought it was pretty cool. So, basically, to sum it up, first off, pause the show, go watch it if you want to. It's pretty cool. They have some live-action stuff. I believe that's live-action, right? The girl in yes. it? Was live- okay, yes. all right. I was getting a little tripped out. Um, yeah, so girls live-action, and highlight is that we're going back to Mars, at least temporarily. D1 Mars, not D2 Mars, so that's interesting. And also, apparently, knights, uh, like, you know, guardian knights, knights with the light, uh, they can use exotics, apparently, because we saw a knight using a Saiyan's ram, ram, ramparts, ramp, whatever it's called, one of the, the barricades that you could shoot through. We saw right. that in the trailer, which was interesting, which begs the question, what other exotic abilities can hive guardians use? So it's kind of interesting, but... Um, Robbie, what are your thoughts on the Witch Queen trailer? It looks interesting. I don't know because I never... Well, I did play Mars on D1 a little bit, but I, I didn't play it when it came out, so it's not like I feel like, you know, the attachment that maybe Rob has uh, to to the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of glad. I feel like that's a good... And I, I mean, we were talking about mechanics and bosses. 
so I feel like this opens up a lot of possibilities and that's something that I really look forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Looks pretty cool. Um, another note is that apparently everything that was from the first mission of the Witch Queen campaign, supposedly, which is interesting. We also saw Savathun herself in that trailer. Um, Rob, what are your thoughts on the trailer? Uh, thought it was cool. I like having the live action trailers has always been kind of a thing that Destiny has done. And I feel like we haven't had one in a while. I could be wrong. So getting one was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, the so the whole Mars thing, it because they show like one of the cradles, like mazes um, that is like apparently was on Mars. Um, I don't think it's necessarily confirmed that we're going back to D1 Mars, although there's some like people said if you freeze the frame in like the original trailer where Ikora is looking at her weird like paranoia board that you can see <clears throat> like the map that we had in the D1 variant of Mars. So it's like strongly like, hey, if they're bringing something else out from the content vault, maybe that's what they're going to bring out. Um, so that's kind of kind of interesting and intriguing. I thought it was kind of neat. Did could you actually see that he had Saiten's ramparts on, or was it just his barricade? You could no, shoot. Just it was just a barricade. Yeah, just, yeah. So there's like elements of exotics that they're they're going to be using, which I think is kind of well, creepy. Well, he's still the hive, you know, like all the oh, hive yeah. pieces. Maybe maybe they get like exotic underwear or something. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was kind of a neat trailer. I still. I really like the animation of when you crush one of their ghosts in your hand. Me too. Like that's me too. that's going to be really satisfying to do, and I like that. That's kind of like the 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 theme around the like you know the the woman in the the video is like talking to Marasov, and she like brings out the the remnants of the crushed ghost. Uh, and like she's like, are you sure it was the light? And she's like looking in her own hand after because she's the one that like presumably crushed the 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 hive ghost in it and like all of it again it like it's definitely setting the stage for kind of like a creepy just bizarre like nothing is what it seems like what is going on like everything we thought we knew about the light like all of that's really awesome and exciting and i i am looking forward to like like this just gets me more and more excited for witch queen like they really know how to hype things up with their trailers and i think this is just another example where like you know bravo yeah absolutely Two things. Um, when you say was Marasov in that trailer, was she talking to Marasov? She, yeah, she's talking to Marasov, and I think really at one point, yeah, Marasov is. Or I'm sorry, not Marasov. Aaron, I thought it was Ikora and Aris. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she's talking to Aris. Okay, you can see, right. yeah, everyone's got weird alien names. I'm sorry. Yeah, Aris <laughs> Moore. So you you can even see like the three the three eyes behind her at one point kind of illuminate. I think. Yes. Um, that was so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so sorry that I said Marasov. My brain is not. No, you're good. You're good. I just um, want to confirm. Yeah. So having yeah that kind of like live action conversation is like creepy and like you know it it it's intriguing and and really cool. So absolutely. Yeah. I one thing that's interesting, you know, now that you mentioned Marasov, is that you know Mara is a very significant portion of the season, right, and very directly right. connected to Samathun. And it's interesting that we're only talking. To in this trailer and then Mara hasn't really been mentioned at all in the, a lot of the Witch Queen promotional material. That's so I'm curious, I'm curious where she stands as a Witch Queen. Here's what's going to happen in the end because maybe she right. kind of disappears again or something. Yep. She does have a tendency to do that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she might, if we might get another Taken King cutscene where she goes and like dies around air quotes. <laughs> dies dies. Yeah. Three years we're like, where's Mara? Uh, 
But, oh, by uh, the way, I've been chilling in my own dimension. Yeah, just just chilling, even though we knew because we saw her back in Forsaken. Anyway, and then uh, she leaves again. And she leaves, uh, <laughs> and and then Shax is there, and he never takes the helmet off, and all that stuff as well. So ah yes, uh, yes the uh, but no. It, it there's also kind of like it's cool to see more gameplay like we got to see some more stuff with the glaive we got to see some of the the void changes like like it looks like warlocks are getting kind of a cool melee there's a kamehameha void thing i don't know dragon ball fans out there but like, yeah what like the little ball yeah they, yeah there's the whole dragon ball thing you know like yeah. with both hands and like throws it out <laughs> like you know i mean if you don't know dragon ball then it's like uh like on street fighter the yeah, Hadouken. Hadouken, yes. <laughs> He's got a void Hadouken. Yeah, seeing seeing more glaive combat, seeing some some more of the void changes. I think there's some people that are like swear that they you could see a spare rations in one scene. So like maybe spare rations is coming back, which people are excited about. So like just just more gameplay. They showed a little bit of that exotic SMG that we're gonna get. That's like hive hive themed. So that's kind of cool. Like hive recluse. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that's what it's going to be. It's just going to have the, the recluse perk. Um, and uh, yeah, I, it's all cool stuff. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be cool. Um, the armor I'm looks nice it. too. I know I, I like armors, but uh, this one's pretty cool. I'm a bit disappointed cool by the dungeons one. The helmets are funny to look at. Oh, the thorn, thorn theme stuff. Yeah, but they look so low poly or something. I don't know. I agree. It's a little. It. I think it's just the 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 shader, like the default one that's on there. It causes like a. I know what you're talking about because I feel like the Titan arms have like a weird, like like you said, it looks like it's not done rendering when you inspect it. Um, it it looks odd. I agree. That's weird. The the one on the trailer looks amazing. I'm excited about that too. It's like, like the a, alchemy the symbols. Whole, yeah. Yeah. It, it has this like misfit look to it in a way. And I feel that that translates very well in the feeling that, that you get like while watching it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know which side I'm fighting for anymore. Right. We're killing <laughs> light. Um, you know, and, yeah. and so I think that the aesthetic also moves that message along pretty well. Right. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. I really liked that scene, Eris in live action and stuff like that. I thought that was that was cool. That was a nice little touch that we got to see a actual like Destiny character and not like a random nameless guardian person, which right. is often what they do in the live action trailers. But every time they do do like a actual real character in a live action trailer, it, I think it turns out pretty well. Like they did Cade that one time. Yep. And that we're doing Destiny two trailer. I thought he looked cool. And then I thought Eris looked good, and they kind of hit her in the shadows. Yep. So yeah, I, I appreciate when they do stuff like that. Even Oryx was uh, in a live-action trailer one time. That's true. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, the wait is getting shorter every day. And overall, I think the 30th anniversary pack at least giving us a lot of content to, to do. It feels like a mini-season for sure. Right. You know, because we get our six man activity, we get multiple difficulties of the six man activity. We get a dungeon, we get another difficulty of the dungeon, we get a bunch of cool loot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, um, I think that's all the time we have today. So, anyways, guys, thank you guys for uh, coming on and talking with me, and thank you all in the audience for coming and listening. And um, enjoy the 30th anniversary content. Check out that link in the description if you're curious. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Ciao. 
you can put this voice recording away and go on with your life. Because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. Want to further the discussion? Get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found at our podcast description.